Welcome to the Creative Studio. This is the podcast where we conduct experiments in podcasting. Most podcasters stick with the normal podcasting practices, but you, you're different. You like to try different things. You do it like this, and then you break the mold. This fifth season of the Creative Studio is a production of Podcast Guy Media, LLC. In this season, we're talking with people that are doing something unique with their podcast. Maybe it's their format, their philosophy, their niche. Whatever it is, we'll find out what makes it tick. We'll see what works and what doesn't. We'll see what we can learn and apply to our own podcast. You can visit our website at podcastingexperiments.com. Today, we'll be talking with Megan Enriquez from True Conversations. We're going to hear how she started a podcast to grow her movement, how she grew the podcast into a network, and how she fosters engagement with her target audience. She is also hosting an event at the end of this month, September 2017, so listen for that later. Now, before we jump into the interview today, let's pause for a meta moment. This is where we review one or two podcasts about podcasting on this podcast about podcasting. Today's podcast meta moment is at the School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. This is always one of my top podcasts to listen to every week. I started listening to him in late 2012, and I haven't missed an episode since. In episode 582, Dave opens it up to his listeners as they share some, um, yeah, no moments. This is when someone reaches out to you as a podcaster pitching themselves, but it's clearly not a good fit. In fact, some of them are so hilariously off target. You'll definitely want to check out this episode and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes either. This Meta Moment has been brought to you by Libsyn. They are the media host that I use and the number one place that, that I recommend to work with for new podcasters. They're not a sponsor, but I've recently become an affiliate with them. So if you sign up with Libsyn and use the coupon code Josh, J-O-S-H, you can receive a free month of hosting. In fact, it's more than a month because you'll get the rest of this month and also next month free. Just make sure you don't change your hosting level before the free month ends. Again, go to Lipson.com and sign up using the code Josh. All right, Megan, I definitely appreciate you coming on to the podcast today. Why don't you go ahead and start with letting me know how you got into podcasting in the first place? Absolutely. Gosh, this is the funny answer, I guess, to a question because I was not looking to become a podcaster. I had started our company, True Conversations, back in January of 2016 after I had shifted some of my career goals and was now raising two young kids at home instead of just one and feeling like there was this need to change the culture and how we communicate and lead. And with what we were doing with True Conversations, which at the time was mostly around events and training... I was sitting down at lunch one day and it just so happened that the broadcaster for Bowie Bay Sox, because since I'm located in Baltimore, that's our minor league team out of the Orioles. He was at lunch with us as well as someone else's guest. And the more I shared about what True Conversation's mission was to spread understanding around stigmatized issues, he looked at me and he said, why are you not podcasting? And I said, what is a podcast? <laughs> 
even though I'm a millennial, I'm really not the most tech savvy or up and growing sort of, I don't have to be on top of the latest tech trends. In our household, we don't have cable TV. And that's just one example of how we're sort Mm, of ancient almost. So I said to him, what the heck is podcasting? And he gave me a little description. He pulled out an example of a podcast he does for a website, baltimorebaseball.com. And I said, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, it sounds like a great platform, very natural fit for having more true conversations and spreading the wisdom, the perspectives and our mission out into the world. But I'm going to have to learn how to do all of this. So one of the things that a really great mentor had taught me way back in college is she said, if you are presented with an idea or an opportunity and you don't know how to do it yet, just nod your head, say yes, you can do it and then go learn. And that's what I ended up doing. I took a leap of faith. I learned at least the way that fit my life, my energy and really being able to interact with the people all around country that I wanted to in recording our podcast and the style that we communicate in and how we have our conversations. And then, of course, the dreaded editing, having to just learn all of that. But it's been the biggest blessing and the best decision we made to launch into that space. Interesting. I like that. I like being able to hear how people got into podcasting to begin with. And so because everyone's journey is different. Mm -hmm. And so there's all kinds of people where it's like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to podcasts for 10 years and finally decided to start my own. And people like you where it's like, well, what is a podcast? Okay, let me try that. And some people where it's like, oh, let me try a podcast. And they never even listen to a podcast. So it's interesting always being able to hear the different perspectives. And so, yeah, it definitely sounds like it's a really good fit for what you're trying to do with True Conversations there. So why don't you go ahead and explain specifically with the podcast. And mm-hmm. you mentioned that you have a network. Yes. connected with all that. Can you kind of dive in a little bit more as far as what you're doing with that? Yeah, as True Conversations has been growing, we really identified, and I knew this from the beginning, that this was something in order to cover the breadth of all of the issues, all of the life and human experiences that we all come across at some point in our lives that deserve being talked about and deserve transparency around, that I would have to open this company or this podcast network up to other people to have it as their platform, to have it as their space where they could safely and respectfully bring to the table and to our network stories, perspectives, topics that I personally was never going to bump into in my own life. I want the diversity and the range to be very rich in terms of what kind of content we have available to our listeners. And so after we got our feet wet, after we started to learn this system of how we were going to podcast, the tech stuff behind it, I knew that it was time to open it up and invite other people to have their own show to bring their own niche into it, as long as they were willing to maintain the same sort of vibe with having true conversations that are transparent, real, uplifting, and empowering around their topics, that they were willing to be respectful of all sides of an issue, and were really promoting the culture of trying to spread understanding amongst each other 
versus the arguing and the pettiness and the taking sides that we see and kind of overwhelms our social media dialogue right now. So that's why we made a decision to create it as a network to let people have their own show on the same channel that we run our show on so that also the listeners would bump into or naturally just come across a topic, a conversation, a perspective that they would have avoided if they could have, right? Because nowadays we're so personalized in how we consume our news and who we include as our friends that we can really become very narrow in our view and understanding of the world. And so I've had some great feedback where people say to me, Megan, you've gotten me to listen to topics I would have X'd out of if I could have. Now they can skip the episode, but a lot of times they just keep playing the one episode after the other. And our organization partners and our other hosts are bringing things like politics and things like autism and all these other topics to someone who never is going to come across that in their life. So the diversity for us was really important and what pushed us to create the network. That's very interesting. I like that. Now, what were you doing before the podcast? What were you doing to reach out and spread your message? We were hosting small type coffee shop events throughout the Maryland area where we would get together a panel of people from as many sides of an issue that we could and have a true conversation around it. So for example, our first event, we talked about redefining the health journey. And we got together four people who are living a health journey, going about it all very differently with different beliefs attached to it. And really trying to normalize that whatever you choose is good for you. And we've covered other topics like world peace and faith and body image. So that's what we were doing initially was just these small 30 to 40 people, coffee shop conversations and panel discussions. Mm -hmm. We had also launched a blog that, again, was contributor fed. So it wasn't just me sitting there writing, I actually wanted, that's where we started to open up our space to allow people from different walks of life to have their space on our platform. Okay. So are you still doing those today, even with the podcast going or has that changed? Well, so this year, what the vision was that I had for our events was I wanted to kind of culminate all of that into one annual event for right now. What's in the works is that we're actually going to partner with organizations who want to be carrying on our coffee shop conversation events for within their own niches. But for what we're producing is we actually have our annual True Conversations live event coming up September 30th of this year in Baltimore. And instead of having these small events, we wanted to have one large event where 150 to 175 people could come around one central topic. And this year's topic is entrepreneurship. And so we're going to host the event with a screening of a documentary that follows five female tech startup entrepreneurs called She Started It. And then follow that with our True Conversations panel discussion with female founders local to this area. 
and be able to have many more networks and circles and communities all converging in one space at the same time. So again, bringing that diversity from college students to baby boomers in one place. Sounds very cool. Very cool. Now, did you know that September 30th is also International Podcast Day? You know what? I did, and I picked it as a lucky charm. I felt like maybe this would be some great juju (laughs) for us. And so, yeah, I actually would also invite any local podcasters. This is literally on my to-do list for next week is to reach out to our local community. And any podcasters are welcome to come to the event on us just as thank you for being a part of this community and to feel free to cover the event or to interview people while you're there because it is a wonderful celebration that we have a national podcasting day. (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah, good connections there. Yeah. All right, well, let's see. I know there's other things that you're doing now that I had read and so you're using a lot more live interaction online Mm -hmm. as well. Can you tell us what we're doing there to be able to reach out? Yeah. Well, I know that one of the dialogues going around the country right now is about really remembering to focus on the action that we can all be taking when we identify that there's a gap between understanding each other. And so it's really important for us to have these conversations. And we implemented a few months ago, starting to do a weekly Facebook Live that's always every Thursday at seven o'clock Eastern time with our communities. So they may be listening to the podcast, they may be coming to our event, they may have sat in one of our trainings, but they probably still on a day to day or week to week basis have questions or their wisdom is not being shared yet. Their perspective is not being shared. So it's sort of a casual, it's a way for us to really connect and have them get to know who I am as a person, me get to know who they are. That connection is so important to me as a business owner and to give them space to share what their feelings are around some of the issues that are more current that are happening right now and that affect our lives really privately and professionally. So we host like a 30 minute Facebook live each week. Most of the time, it kind of ties back to that week's podcast or one of our podcasts that we published that week. And sometimes when there's a really pressing national or local issue, we divert and we talk about that instead because there's a different exchange that can happen. We feel like when it is live, when I can respond to someone and people can give feedback right then and there instead of just reading it in a lot of comments where the tone of your voice can be misconstrued where your intentions can be misunderstood. And people have been saying, the ones that participate, have been really glad to have that safe space where they can see and feel what I'm saying, as well as chime up, learn from each other in real time. What should I say? Especially when it comes to, when I look at who's attending our Facebook Lives, it's beautiful to me because you have people from all different ethnicities, all different career paths, socioeconomic statuses, and they're asking each other questions. I'm just sort of there to facilitate and get the juices flowing. And that's what I want to see happen more and more and more. So it's our simple way of doing that right now. Our main goal is to, of course, be doing that in person in the community and across college campuses more and more this coming year. But for now, we'll do it on Facebook Live. Excellent. Yeah, definitely. 
And I know that this is a growing trend to be utilizing live and trying to do different live interactions and things like that. And so other podcasters and other people in online marketing and things like that are using this. Is there anything that you've, any struggles I'm sure that you've had as you've gone through? Any lessons that you've learned that maybe you can pass on to the rest of us as we maybe endeavor to try to get started with this? Sure. It's so funny. A friend of mine had said, made the suggestion at first to do a Facebook Live. And the first time I did it, she then quickly emailed me a list of the top eight mistakes to make when you're (laughs) doing a Facebook Live. And I did like all of them. And I said to her, thank you so much for sharing this with me because now I won't make any of those mistakes again. But the lesson in that and how I look at being a, whether you're a podcaster and it's a side gig or it's part of your business or it's your career, when you're faced with something new and uncomfortable is just to do it. We all think that if we do the minute I logged into Facebook Live for the very first time, I mean, like two people even saw it. It wasn't millions of people were watching me make all eight mistakes when doing a Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. So just to do it and just to see yourself as a student, one of the mistakes I did make that I'll share for people is I just popped on. I just randomly decided I was going to do it, which is fine. It helped me get over my fear. But one of the tips on this list was to let people know ahead of time what time you're going to come on. So that's when we decided, okay, we're going to set up a consistent expectation that we're going to be on at least Thursdays at seven o'clock. If we go on a couple more times throughout the week, because there's something really pressing or very moving happening, that's fine. But people reliably will now know that we're going to be on Thursdays at seven. And I've had a few folks tell me that as they're planning their fall schedule, they're going to try and leave Thursdays at seven open because they want to be a part of the conversation each week. So I would say that from that tip, just picking a consistent schedule is healthy for you as a person who has a busy life as well. It's going to make it easier to stick to, easier to schedule around. It's also healthier and more helpful for your audience because they're going to learn about that consistent schedule and be able to plug in much more frequently than if you keep changing it and making it sporadic. Nice. Yeah. Cause that's one thing that I'm trying to jump into is yeah. be able to incorporate some more of those things. And so I definitely appreciate any tips that I could use. <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And so is there anything else that we haven't talked about yet? Maybe that you've tried that's a little bit different than norm or maybe at the beginning of a new trend or something like that that you think we should talk about? Mm. The last thing I think that I can think of is that there's such, and I know the DC PodFest is actually identified this as their theme for this year's PodFest is the power of a podcast. And I think what our hope is and why we chose podcasting as one of our platforms is because it's a wonderfully powerful tool to have and promote social change. And I think that if you're in this space and you're in this world, just like any other media outlet, you can use it for entertainment, right? People need an escape. They need to kind of zone out for a little while, but just to be conscious of how you're influencing and perpetuating social norms, social culture, and to use it responsibly. And so 
we kind of do that right on Mach 10, where every conversation is deep and heavy and thoughtful and provoking and talking about some very stigmatized or taboo issue. But even if you're not like that and you're trying to be more just educational or laughter and comedy, just to use the power for good, right? Use the power so that you are spreading happier, healthier message because if people are listening, you have that opportunity to influence them in a good way. So we take that very seriously for ourselves and just to fellow podcasters is just kind reminder that you could do that as well, no matter what your content is. Now, if anybody wanted to get a hold of you or what you're doing, can you give the best places to be able to get a hold of you? Yeah. So the best place for you to check out everything we mentioned, you know, about our network, how to find us on iTunes or Stitcher or the upcoming event, or just to email me is really to visit our website, which is true. And then there's a dash in the middle of it or a hyphen. So true dash conversations.com. And right there on the front page, there'll be a button to go to iTunes, Stitcher, apply to be a host on our podcast network, get tickets for our event. If you are a podcaster, just email me and I'll put you on the list without you having to pay to come. And if you want to reach out to talk to me in any way or have any questions, you can do that. You can also find our social media links at the bottom of that website as well. So true-conversations.com. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for taking the time to listening to this week's episode of The Creative Studio. If you found this podcast helpful or interesting, please share it with a friend. Detailed show notes can be found on the website at podcastingexperiments.com or creativestudio.academy. I would love to hear from you. You can reach me either through the website or by calling 405-771-0567. Again, that's 405-771-0567. The Creative Studio is a production of Podcast Guy Media, LLC at podcastguymedia.com.